Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So it's normal to be insecure sometimes, but I always just remember being like the most confident kid in the room. I always loved myself. I still love myself. And um, one of the biggest misconceptions about me is that I was like this insecure child and I got so much surgery to change my whole face, which is false. I've only gotten fillers. And I feel like I don't want that to be a part of my story. I will always want everyone to just... We're back with episode nine of Kardashians on Hulu. Did not recap episode eight because I was on vacation and living my best life in California. Um, However, is there anything we had to talk about? The crux of it was Dream's birthday party. Or really, that's the only thing that I'm picking up on. Dream has a birthday party. Chloe basically plans it. She does speak to Rob about the party in the beginning of the episode and... We're teasing. We're teasing a soft launch of Rob because production does ask Chloe, like, do you think Rob would ever be interested in coming back to the show? And she says, yeah, I I really think he would. So, you know, maybe that's up for episode four, season four. (laughs) We'll see. But I think there was some drama with regard to Chloe talking about her relationship to Dream and how she feels like she's the third parent or how much she loves being like a second mother or mother (laughs) to Dream. Um, And I guess people felt some type of way about that. So Chloe actually issued a statement on her Instagram. Chloe basically said, all these bitches are my sons. I look at my sisters and all her kids like my babies. So it's not anything different with Dream. And... Dream and True have a very close relationship because they're, you know, close in age and whatever. And also, um, she sees Rob a lot and that's why she 
in turn sees Dream a lot. So that's why they're always together. So that's basically what she said. And Angela, because we're not calling her, you know, the artist formerly known as Black China, um, said basically like it takes a village and, you know, people are taking things out of context. I'm happy with the relationship that they have. And, you know, like, no, there's no shade here. Like, I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, you know, Angela's really on a redemption tour. She's got the fillers out. She's given her life to Jesus. She's a, a doctorate of somebody gave her a degree. I'm not in like theological studies. I'm not sure, but you know, she's like doing this like very nice thing. Now is Tokyo over Tokyo Tony over on TikTok doing whatever the hell she's doing. Yes. But Angela seems to be okay. Or at least wanting to project the idea of, okay, listen, I mean, it's hard to, cause Kylie, Kylie, Chloe does mention like, it's hard to have a relationship with somebody that's positive when they sued you and your family for like a hundred million dollars, but you know, it is what it is. So gosh, did anything else happen? Did Chris go in for a hit procedure or something? I don't know. We can move on. Let's go to episode nine, our penultimate episode for the season, season three of Kardashians. So it starts off with Kylie and Courtney. They're hanging out. Courtney's dedication to getting glam every episode like every episode she's just sitting in that makeup chair just waiting for somebody to put some cc cream on her face and in this case it's going to be kylie kylie's going to be doing her makeup honestly i'm not even sure what for oh well chloe comes over she got some new extensions and she's like talking about how much she likes them how good they look and courtney just goes i just think you need to be confident in your imperfections and chloe who's getting into the bathtub, by the way, fully clothed, like fucking Pierre Escargot from all that is like, okay, (laughs) like you came in pretty hot with that Chloe. Like she was complimenting herself and you're like, well, I think you should be fine with your imperfections. (laughs) All right. Um, then they all start talking about the beauty standards. This was a big thing that came from the trailer of the season of how the hell these people are going to be navigating the impacts of what they've done to all of us and how they're going to try to reconcile that. (laughs) I feel like this is a conversation that we could have with them. It could be the whole, a whole season talking about beauty standards and all of that and the things that they perpetuated and the things that they've had to unpack and what the hell happened in Chris and Caitlin's home and Chris and Robert's home in the eighties and nineties. Like what she said, I want to hear all of that because I felt like we were just getting like mm, just like little morsels, little tastes of what the hell's going on in their brains. And um, give me, give me more, give me more, give me, give me more. So Kylie starts talking about how she's seeing seeing a lot of people on Instagram, girls these days, editing their pictures, and she feels like she's not in that place anymore. So Kylie then says in a confessional that she was super confident growing up, and one of the biggest misconceptions that we all have. Are you guys ready for this? Is that she was insecure as a kid and that she got a bunch of surgery to change her whole face because of it, which according to Kylie is false because she's only gotten fillers and she feels like she doesn't want her face and what she's done to be her story. But the issue is Kylie, this is your story. This is is your story. And this is where me with my degree from wherever the on the internet of Kardashian um, PhD is going to come into place because I started off podcasting by um, 
recapping Life of Kylie. And I remember, the North remembers Kylie. Kylie, as we should call it. Listen, I want to be gentle to this girl because she's 25. She did not probably stand a chance with regard to, like, feeling good about herself in that house. So, like, I'm trying to give her grace. But also... What we're not going to do is rewrite history, Kylie. Like, you were insecure, so talk about it. Let's not act like you weren't, because you very much were. And not only that, that was the reason for, that was like your whole mission statement for making Kylie Cosmetics and the Kylie Lip Kids. So let's go back to an interview that Kylie did in 2016, because I'm like, I'm watching TV in 2023, and I'm like, this, no, we're getting receipts, Kylie, because I know that she's wrong. But we all got to have, like, I need evidence, evidentiary, whatever. So Complex, 2016. Kylie does an interview. She says, her lips have been an insecurity. It has been an insecurity of mine all my life, she told Complex back in 2016. This guy I kissed was like, your lips are really small, but you're a really good kisser. I didn't think you were going to be that good at kissing. Um, I think that that was Jaden. Anyway, she goes on to say, it was so rude. From then on, I just felt like all the guys I saw were staring at my lips. I felt like nobody wanted to kiss me. And then she admitted in the very same interview that she had gone too far with fillers at one point and that her lips were very painful um, around the time that she was pregnant with Stormy. And like after that, she had um, taken her lip fillers or she said she was going to like stop with the lip fillers and that hasn't happened. But anyway, back to... 2017, a year later, on Life of Kylie, she says the real reason that she opted to get get fillers was because, once again, the boy, right? She says, I took that really hard. Just when a guy like you like says that, I don't know, it just really affected me. I just didn't feel desirable or pretty. I really wanted bigger lips and I ended up getting my lips done. And then she says, regarding like what people say and how comments can affect your self-esteem. She goes, it just sticks with you. So, you know, and and Kylie with the lip kits, the beginning of that, she was like, you know, I was overdrawing my lips and, you know, that's, you know, before she got fillers and that's sort of like how she managed before that. And that was like the light bulb moment for the lip kits. Right. So I just feel like if you made a Billy, off the back of your insecurity, I don't want to hear you say that you were the most confident person in the world because that's just not true. This is not true. It's sad. It's a sad reality, but it's not the truth. So now we're here in 2023. Kylie did an interview with Ohm Girls uh, earlier this year, which basically was reiterating pretty much beat for beat, bar for bar, what she's saying in this episode talking about how, you know, I've had less work done than everybody will might think, but like, you know, I feel like the lip filler was the best decision I ever made. She says, I think a big misconception about me is that I've had so much surgery on my face. Did she not just say that in early in the episode and that I was some insecure person? This is like almost exactly what she said. And I really wasn't like, yeah, I love full lips and I wanted full lips, but growing up, I was always the most confident person in the room. I was the girl performing for everyone. I had my one little lip insecurity, so I got lip filler, and that was the best thing I ever done. I don't regret it. But I always thought I was cute. Okay. What about the filler in the rest of your face, Kylie? (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like, let's just tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. Let's not rewrite history, is all I'm saying. Because it's being rewritten. 
And also, like, what's your ass about then, Kylie? Like, are we, are those fillers? Are those fillers? And then, like, when early seasons of Keeping Up that uh, Kim went to the doctor to prove that she did not have ass implants, so she got a, um x-ray done but it's like yeah but did you have like a lift did you have injections did you have a fat transfer because that's not going to show up in the x-ray doll and also like this is the shit that they do that irks me it's like y'all are masterful they are masterful and they do it later this episode at bringing up situations that are like yeah that is really silly and having that be like the thing that they're most upset about but we never really address the legitimate concerns and arguments and critiques that people can make of this family it's like yeah okay we can make a big deal about oh people think that i have ass implants and it's like a very small majority of people that feel like that and it's like unrealistic right but it's like okay well i don't so that's the truth bye and it's like we're really just like yeeting ourselves right over uh the very realistic things that you have done so (sighs) i guess we're still not going to admit to the asses maybe maybe next decade Chloe then says something I actually do believe, which is that she was super confident until the show and everybody's opinions on her body, calling her the fat, funny sister and whatever. I That makes sense to me because she was uh, comparatively the confidence whew, shell of her former self today compared to the beginning, right? We like most of us loved Chloe. She was like, don't let men mistreat you. Fuck this. Fuck Scott fuck everything i look great Rah! and you know now she's just like i don't even want to go outside i don't want to get papped and have them hit me at the wrong angle i'm just like so terrified shaking and screaming all the time so that i do believe i do believe that chloe she says when i started you know changing my look and this is again you know getting better makeup fillers i got a nose job and you know people said stuff after i got my stuff done so like which one is it and it's like well chloe it's because yeah you know you see what i mean it's like it's because people look at your pictures every two weeks and they're like who is that i'm looking at your uh confessionals and here i'm like you look like Marin morris you didn't look like that before this is what people are saying not like oh people just can't let go of the fact she got one nose job and that was it like girl Come on. You know, and it's like, never believe the first lie. I say this about Jax. I say this about multiple, uh, multiple liars. Consistent liars. They'll admit to like Janelle from Teen Mom. Most people from Teen Mom, frankly. Um, If somebody is a perpetual, habitual liar, you gotta keep pressing them. Because it's not like... Your boy, your man cheated on you, and then he'll he'll if he lies to you so much, he'll like maybe admit to an inappropriate text, and then it's like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry for that, but really, he just he was like somebody, you know, in front of your house, and then you know couldn't get in, so you had to wake up in the middle of the night to let him in the house because he got locked out. So he's banging your best friend in the front yard, you know, like that sort of thing. Like, yeah, he'll admit to going to the Abbey before before that but he's not going to admit to all that stuff that happened between the abbey and him getting into that house will he anyway um so basically you know courtney 
is like, Chloe, you actually really weren't that heavy back then. And Chloe's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't even say that. No, look, she even pulls up pictures on her phone to show Chloe, Courtney and Kylie examples of like her being chubby back in the day. And it's like, okay, well, like, well, I don't know what you want us to do with this, Chloe. I, I really don't know. Like, she's really got to work out her body images. Just, and like, quickly. If we can do that quickly, please. So then we start talk- telling about Chris. Chloe goes, you know, who knows if I never heard from mom talking about my nose growing up, if I ever would have thought I needed a nose job. So, you know, is it the public or is it Chris? Is it us? Were you silent or were you silenced? You know what I mean? <laughs> Which one is it? So then... Courtney even says, yeah, I remember mom talking about your nose all the time. And then Kylie steps back. And this was actually like, ooh, the body language. Because like Courtney and Chloe are like, yeah, yeah, mom used to talk about her nose all the time. And Kylie, because she's doing Courtney's makeup, she kind of steps back and goes, do you guys not remember talking about my ears? Like, y'all don't, you guys don't remember that? And they're like, oh, (laughs) See, all y'all were doing that shit. All y'all were making each other feel insecure and bad. That was happening in the home before Ryan Seacrest said, get down to Calabasas cameras and and get our girls. So you know, let's really get it. Chris did that. And then y'all perpetuated it onto Kylie. This is what I'm hearing. So... Then, you know, Chloe's like, you know, I always thought your ears were so lovely, so cute. And Kylie's like, yeah, I didn't receive it like that. I received it like all you guys were making fun of my ears and calling me dopey. Like from Snow White. (laughs) So then she says, you know, it was like five years where I would go to like making appearances and I would never wear an updo in public. But then I had Stormy and like I gave her my ears and I'm like... She's so cute and I love her and how could I like feel insecure about something that I gave her when I think she's so beautiful. So like she was healed through Stormy and that really made her rethink. So Courtney says in a confessional, we do live in a world that's obsessed with perfection. And I think my mom always used to have us like looking perfect and hair done and I just think I'm really conscious with my kids about like giving them the freedom to express themselves and not to put so much pressure on perfection. It's like, well, that's great. However, maybe we could tell Rain to stop eating crayons and calling his teacher a liar when she reports it back to you. Maybe we can rain, no pun intended, rain that in a little bit. Then they will start talking about how they're going to like send the message of self-confidence to their kids about owning who you are, feeling good. And Kylie says in a confessional that actually one of her friends had reached out to her because he was going through a difficult time and was like, how do you do it, girl? How do you deal with this stuff? And at first she says stuff about how, you know, everybody has had everything under the sun to say about her and talk about her. So she's kind of become numb to it. But then she says it can also take her to a dark place. I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> Tell whole truths. Tell whole truths. After that, that was such like a, 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 
teaser of a conversation like we really could have sat there this could have been the whole fucking episode but then we have to move into courtney having a poolside with poosh event to celebrate her collaboration with erewhon and the smoothies none of the sisters are there i'm not even sure if chris was there maybe briefly but we do see miranda kerr uh charlie d'amelio and uh landon is there dating um some person named Zachary who I guess is a super fan and a content creator Courtney's really good for like having a fan meet up with her somewhere (laughs) it's very old school (laughs) and I want to know the details like are you getting flued out are you getting a hotel are you paying all this on your own dime because she's like thank you so much for making it all this way and he's like it's my first trip to California and I'm not saying that like she didn't pay for it but she should have sincerely I hope that you did pay for this anyway she actually starts talking to one of her friends that's there who had recently moved to New York and Courtney's like oh I'm in my own bubble like I never leave my house I never leave Calabasas you know whatever and the friend is like oh but you know it seems like it's in a good way because you're just living your life and Courtney's like no but like even with my family I'm like protecting my energy and just to now be an adult you're 40 in your 40s to now be an adult and to be like i'm married bye everyone it's just like so nice (laughs) (laughs) then she starts talking about like how great it is and chris even in a confessional how important it is and how good it is for courtney to have something on her own and her own identity and for her soul she needs to have one thing and when she does have things she feels like they're just like more special than all these really successful moments that she's had with the rest of the family. (laughs) Great. So I'm great. I'm glad that you feel great. I mean, it's this event is at a Airbnb. Like it's clearly somebody's backyard. It's a pool. It's a small area. It's looking a little bit smushed. It's fine. It's cute, but like it's, it's just like an air once. smoothie. I don't know. Like if, uh, great. I'm great. We'll move on. You know, we're not going to move on. I think what I find annoying about this is that Courtney acts like the family is like an albatross to her being herself. Like she can't be an individual and she's just fighting and scraping and surviving to have like one little thing that's her own. And I just don't understand because everybody's been doing their own thing for quite some time. Like, how long has Good America been? Skims, Kylie Cosmetic, Kendall's been stomping, clomping around on the runways for years now. Like, we're not that much of a collective unit. This isn't the Kardashian sisters for Sears. Remember what? Remember the Silly Bands era? The silly Bands, that they were just like rubber bands that would be in a shape of like a dinosaur until you put it on your wrist and made a bracelet like we're not doing the kardashian sister silly bands like i I don't know i feel like the band's been separated this monopoly has been broken up for quite some time and you guys really only come together for the show so to be like "I'm i'm on the show where we're a collective and I just need to be an individual in this collective effort. Or it's like, okay, well, I just feel like <sighs> off camera, if you were that happy with your life and all the individual things that you were doing, then coming back to the show 
shouldn't be triggering you this much. I, maybe I'm... Um, <laughs> moving on. Actually, we really weren't moving on. It was Kim going through her big-ass archives of she and Kanye's clothes and all the memories. And <clears throat> Kim says storage unit. Girl, this isn't like storage wards. These are warehouses. <laughs> These are warehouses worth of goods and items. I can't imagine what the monetary value of this one should be. How much insurance they have on the... Oh, girl, I can't imagine. So she's like going through all these wardrobes and bins and clothes, samples from Yeezy and all that stuff. Kim says she's a memory hoarder. So she's like trying to pare down things. She's trying to purge at this point. She's going through these hideous gold shoes that she said she saw Victoria Beckham wear and very Carrie Bradshaw of her. I had to decide between these shoes and rent and I went for the shoes and they're horrible and they are horrible. (laughs) Dreadful. Um, She goes through all of her Met looks. We see that little couch print that when she was pregnant and went to the Met for the first time. Um, The dress that she was wearing during probably one of her biggest moments in American history is when um, during a Prince concert, Prince called her on stage. You can check out the video on my TikTok. It's at, um, <sighs> check out my link tree. I don't know what the username is, <laughs> but I will tell you it's in the link tree of every episode description. EBBM podcast, everyone's supposed to buy, it's one of them. Um, but Prince has a concert. He invites her on stage. I want to say this is maybe around the time that she was on Dancing with the Stars and <laughs> Kim gets on stage, total stage fright. We know Kim doesn't sing, or dance, rather. So he's like, you know, get up, dance. Like, no, like, get up and dance. Get off my stage. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I would 1,000% that if Prince kicked me off stage, I would bronze what I wore and just keep it, keep it like a, like a, like people do with little baby shoes like it would just go with me wherever because how fun <laughs> what an honor <laughs> anyway then she pulls out what you think is like one of north's crayon drawings from when she was five no actually a drawing that jennifer lawrence did for her at some point in her life i don't know um stuff from like the yeezus album and, and pictures that they had done photo shoots around that time If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cam says that Kanye had 32 of these storage units. 32. We can't even see how big these units are. That's how big they are. She got those 32 down to three units. They're full of samples. She's trying to figure out like which ones to keep. She's like, I don't have an emotional connection to all of these. So I'm just going to pick the ones that I like and like have special memories towards. And then she's like, but I want to keep this stuff. Cause like, imagine, could you imagine, you know, North her sweet 16 and the merch table and giving this stuff away. And I'm like, no, Kim, don't let her do that. Do not. <laughs> begging you (laughs) i don't even give a fuck about kanye don't let north give these samples of incredible like designer stuff at a 16th birthday for a bunch of rich kids who aren't gonna give a fuck as a merch oh please don't do that (laughs) i will take them i'll take them i don't even like that man and i'll take them as don't do that don't do that (laughs) as courtney kim court (laughs) my mouth won't let me say it as Kim is going through these archives, it actually happens to be the same day of her official divorce finalization with Kanye. Kim says that she's at peace with it. We'll see. She says that she kept every single easy, every easy that's ever made, and that that was like kind of the last vestiges of holding on to the Kanye that she knew and married. And then she in this interview chair is like trying to keep herself from crying. She's like, I like my makeup. Not going to do this. But she says she wouldn't take the moments back for anything, but like, it's time to do something different. So honestly, I like, I really hope we're at the end of mourning Kanye. I think we're good. We can call it this season. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. Let's, let's just move on, move on. Um, then we see, uh, Chloe and Courtney doing, um, was this for Poosh? I don't know, but they strapped each other up to do a lie detector test. And Chloe starts first. Chloe says something very funny. She's like, honestly, this whole thing was pretty boring, except for the fact where in the beginning, Chloe's like, you know, she tries to like hype it up and be like, Courtney is really driven and successful in her business. And yeah, okay. Let's call it that. But when you can get her in the right headspace, she can be so fun and silly. And it's like, yeah, it's not her business that's making her do that. She's just whack. Anyway, they're doing a lie detector test. And Courtney asks Chloe if she liked her wedding dress. And Chloe's like, well, it was fine. The lady, I think her name, I don't, Sam, I think results came back inconclusive on that. But Chloe's like, it was beautiful. I just wanted to see that at the after party and have you wear something prior to that. I'm like, amen. So then Courtney's asked, do you think I've changed my style since being with Travis? Yeah. Is it good or bad? I don't think it's good or bad. (laughs) Chloe. Yes, you do. Anyway, 
Then Courtney asks Chloe, do you like hanging out with Kim more than me? And her response is, I think you're just in a different place. You're not in the present moment when you're with us. It's like you don't care to be with us. <laughs> Chloe says in a confessional, listen, if we go back eight years, there was no fun to be had with Kim. But Courtney was more of like a YOLO type chick. Now things are different. Kim doesn't ask questions. I'm like, we got a buried body? She's like, great. Let's go. I'm with you. But Courtney's like, who are we burying? So now it's like, I, I don't know. Is she going to out us? And I honestly think the person who we should have been asking about where Courtney is at this point in her life is Chloe. <laughs> like, you're the one who really knows. You're the one who was like buddy-buddy with her. And now she left you for Blink-182. And like, let's talk about how her personality has changed. Because you really should be the one to know and be the one to check her. I think she needs to be checked just a little bit, just a taste, right? Then they switch places, and I don't really give a shit. Like, we know that Travis has a foot fetish for Courtney. We see it all over their Instagram pages. We see it all over their wedding pictures when his half of her toes are in his mouth. Like, we get it. We know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Travis, Courtney surprises him with a birthday dinner, and these scenes just feel so disjointed because it's just literally Courtney's world. Like she is absolutely right. She has created a universe with her man, his kids, I guess their family. We never really see. I don't know. It's, I'm very confused about where the family is as a unit, as like a new family with the Disics and the Barker kids and how they all make that work because we don't see Mason. And then that we just don't see him. Barely see Penelope. Rain is, you know, occasionally running the background with scissors or a knife or something. But I don't know. I'd just be very curious to know, like, because it feels very disjointed. It feels like Courtney has not really integrated her life. Like, I, I, I'm very curious about that. It's, it's awkward. Machine Gun Kelly's there. He's creeping around like a white walker in a fur hat. Megan Fox is also there. Travis is doing shots of tequila with Addison Ray. This shouldn't be allowed. This should not be. Is she old enough? I don't feel like he should do that. Chloe and Kim show up. Despite the fact that Kim says she and Courtney really aren't fully back good on good footing with each other. They obviously don't know anybody. Like, they're just not part of Courtney's life. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're showing up. But, like, they don't know these people. Like, yeah, she knows Machine Gun Kelly because we all do, unfortunately. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> then Kim hangs out with Kendall and Kylie. <clears throat> they're just, like, I honestly, don't, like, in a dressing room. I don't know. Kylie's talking about how sentimental she's getting rather, Kim is telling Kendall and Kylie about how sentimental she's getting with Kanye and, like, she doesn't understand what's going on. And, like, okay, well, you weren't in that great of a place at, at, at your divorce finalization, were you? So Kendall's like, yeah, you're holding on to the reality that you thought you were going to live and what you created in your head of what you thought your marriage was going to be like. And it completely shifted to something different. And obviously it was something that you didn't expect. So, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Kendall says in a confessional, I don't know how Kim handles everything with her ex-husband, but it's really impressive. I give her props, but I also admire how cool and calm she is because if I were in her place, I would be spiraling. I'd be freaking out. 
Kim says that after all the mean things that Kanye has done, the kids still have no clue that they don't know a thing. I, Kim, <laughs> I don't know how it's possible that North knows nothing. It just feels incorrect. I know that Kim feels this way, but I don't think that's the reality of the situation. But she's going to find that out later when North tells her. You don't think any of those kids at the Yeezy Academy are like, God damn, I don't want to eat Nobu for lunch again. Tell your daddy to get some McDonald's for fuck's sake. <laughs> Leave us alone. You guys know that those kids at that school have to eat sushi every day. They can't, they can't eat anything else for lunch every day. But Kim says they think their bad is, dad is the best thing ever and he's so great with them. So why would she take that away from, why would she take the kids away from him if she's angry? But she's like, granted, I have a lot to be angry about, but like, they don't know that. So Kim starts talking about how she kind of got nervous because she put up a Christmas stocking with Kanye's name on it in the house. North took a video of it, put it on the internet, and she was like, oh God, like, what are, like, what are people going to say? What's the backlash going to be about this? And again, we're going back to issues that are like clearly that would be fucked up to be upset with North or Kim because of a Christmas stocking. But it's like, there are other things that we could talk about. But like, yeah, obviously that would be crazy for people to do. Like, nobody should expect the oldest being a nine-year-old to understand the complexities of her father and what he's done and the impact of, like, the things that he said and expect her to, like, have some responsibility of, like, not having a relationship with Kanye, with her dad. Like, girl, like, come on. I would really hope that people would be, like, understanding of the complexities of a situation like that. I, I really do. But then Kylie's like, you can't be worrying about that. Like, that's not, that's not an issue. And then Kim talks about how after the breakup, she got into a relationship really fast. Who? With who? Let's talk about him. You got into a relationship really fast after it, but it really wasn't helping her deal. She was just getting dicked down and having a lot of fun. You know, getting ice creams at the gas station in Staten Island or whatever the hell she was doing, having a blast and didn't healing, didn't heal with from Kanye. But, you know, then they're like all coming up with this quote of like, deal, feel, heal and deal. You feel it and then you heal with it and then you deal or whatever the hell. Kylie goes on to say, Kim is my girl. And I realize that we're twins and we live the same life, but, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. I can't tell you everything. And then she winks at the camera, but she's like, but we are twins. And we decided, let's just join up and be like, fuck the other sisters. <laughs> one thing about Kylie, Kylie's like very little sister energy. She's like, yeah, I, this one's my favorite. And we're just going to, it's going to be us against the world. And she did that to Courtney at the beginning of the episode. Now here we are at the end with, with Kim. And I love it. Play that fiddle girl. So after this, Chloe, Malika, and Chris end up going to the People's Choice Awards. Now, we're all under the under we're under the impression that we as a people have a voice and a choice and are awarding these people, these celebrities with these particular awards. However, I find it very hard to believe that uh, last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians was the breakout season or the breakout reality show of the season. I have that very 
no, that can't be true. It's giving. We're gonna call whoever's PR, her their representatives, and whoever feels like showing up is the one who's gonna get the award. That's that's what we're gonna do. And that's why this award show is on the E channel. Cause who wants who cares about that? <laughs> I want a real competition. I want it to be Hunger Games out here, you know? Chloe's having a time. Not a good one. Or a decidedly really bad one. She's wearing what looks like a really cute jumpsuit. Looks like Prada, maybe. But it's only got one zipper. And the zipper is broken. Malika's trying hard as she can to, like, try to fix it. It ain't going out. Her hair didn't look good to begin with. And then it just goes from worse to worse. I'm not sure what, like... I think they were maybe going for, like, a Barbarella... Um, Pamela Anderson kind of thing. I don't know what happened. Did Chris Appleton do that? It didn't look like his work. But somebody, she says she hugged somebody and she had like, I think it was supposed to be like curls to one side and there were extensions within that curl. And she hugs somebody that ripped the extension. So now her whole shit is fucked up. So she's running to the back trying to see what the hell they could possibly do. Put a pin in it brush anything at all it's just getting bigger <laughs> and making less and less sense and then they're like chloe we need you out front you just won your award like it's time it's time and this is what like i now i know that she knew that she was gonna win that award because something that the producer said or like the ep whoever's running the back the stage runner or whatever it was like oh like i don't know what she said but it was clearly like you already knew that you run this award like it's your time it's your time to go out on stage because you're about to win this award so she's running backstage they're calling out the kardashians winning chris is at the table in front of the cameras like uh where's chloe she gets up and sits back down and it's like uh i guess i gotta go to the stage so she goes over the stage she's like i don't know where chloe is she was just here a second ago Chloe's running. She's out of breath. Her titties about to pop out of this jumpsuit because it's like very backless and not offering a whole lot of support in the front. And her hair. <laughs> I like I'm never going to watch People's Choice Award. Should I not talk about them so much? Because like, what if I win one? Is that does that do anything for me? What if what if they do like best worst podcast? <laughs> what maybe I should shut up. Maybe I should shut my ass up. But anyway, I remember being like, what the fuck happened to Chloe? Who, she honestly looked like somebody dicked her down in the green room. And she was just like, oh, I guess I got a show to do. <laughs> God bless her. God bless. There are probably more people that watch this episode than the awards themselves. But so, I, again, I just talked myself right out of that fake award. <laughs> if... Just between us squirrel friends, if it ever happens that I win a people show award, just shut up. Shut up. Don't say nothing to me. Because I know. You don't have to tell me. I know what I said. And I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be up on this stage being like, thank you guys. I can't believe this. This is incredible. Thank you to the people. <laughs> and don't say shit. Okay? Because I'm a hypocrite. Well, you just understand. All right? So then the episode kind of ends with Chloe, Courtney, and Kim all getting together to have another talk post this Dolce and Gabbana talk, right? Chloe's there to help be uh, what she says is Courtney's translator. She's like, you know, Courtney has a hard time expressing herself sometimes. And like, I understand what she's saying. Courtney gets on that bed because, you know, they love a bed meeting. Gets on that bed with her shoes on. With her boots on. 
And Chloe's dying. She's like, do you want to take your shoes off? I just can't be bothered to, like, take them off and then put them on again. So Chloe takes them off for her. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And like, let's just set the scene. You're you can't even be bothered to take your shoes off in the bed. But then we're gonna have this whole conversation of what. Let's get into it. So Kim gets there, and Courtney says that she has so many thoughts about their last talk, and she thought that they didn't quite get as deep as they could have. So she wrote down some notes, and she really refers to them and is like reading them verbatim. It's very funny. But Courtney starts off by being like, I think we should have another talk since it's been a while. And Kim's like, oh, have you been thinking about this? Because, like, it has been a while since our last talk. Okay. (laughs) So Courtney says, you know, I want everybody to just be caring about enough, each other enough to be concerned about our feelings. So Courtney says in a confessional, the purpose of this second talk is that she wants a relationship even the first talk was that she does want a relationship with her sisters where they all feel like they're cared about and that their feelings matter. And she wants a more meaningful relationship with them. All things on paper. I'm rocking with you, Courtney. But then Courtney says it's about moving forward and not looking at the past, but it's also about the fact that she doesn't feel cared about when she's overlooked or her feelings are overlooked. And Kim says, I hear you family over everything. But Courtney says, But I also just feel like you're so driven that you don't really understand what's driving you. And like, if you don't understand what's driving you, you're not the master of your mind. And Kim goes, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. So Courtney keeps going. Knowing what drives you will lead you to your happiness and joy. This is her reading off of her phone. Like, she found this from a Tony Robbins quote site. But go off, Court. These are not your independent thoughts, but fine. Then Kim says, I'm content. Like, I'm content in my life. I actually feel like I'm in a really good place. And I just never wanted to be reliant on anybody else. I didn't want to have to depend on anybody else, like financially or whatever. Courtney, this is the only time she made a point. She's like, but you haven't had to depend on anybody else as of, like, many years ago. So what continues to drive you? (laughs) So Kim says, I'm just driven. Like, I'm driven by, like haters by being the person who started off on a reality show as if that's how we got to know you. But um, 
you know, she's basically just like, I'm fighting the charges all the time. Like, I'm trying to rise above my reputation and whatever the haters are saying about me, right? Chloe says, I think Kim's just a competitive person. But Courtney goes, but I think a lot of this, and I have this written down, I think a lot of it is that it's just so connected to what other people think. But those that are close to you are just like so much more important than other people and what they think. So Kim's like, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely love to prove other people wrong for sure. But like the drive I have is like, Oh, I've got one successful business. Now I got two. Let me see if I can do three. It's just me competing against myself. Like I'm not saying let's compete with all of you. It's just me over here fighting in a lane. Cause Let's be real here. Is this is Venus versus Venus, Serena versus Serena? <laughs> and I'm gonna say something. This just popped in my head, y'all. You can tell me if I'm wrong because I like barely know about this. And tennis heads, this reminds me a lot of like the rivalry between Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova, where Serena would just like spank that ass over and over and over again. And Serena just wanted to be a hater and be like, well, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like a formidable person opponent against Serena and like, blah, blah, blah. And like the real Serena is a Serena who's crying in the locker room because she, I beat her in Wimbledon. I'm like, okay, you beat her twice in the like 20 years that y'all were playing together. And then she whooped your ass like dozens or more times <laughs> after that. And so what I'm saying is that Courtney, Serena's Kim. Serena, Serena's a goat. And this is not to hype Kim up. What I'm saying is that like, we're just like in a different mind frame here. She's fighting against herself because she's the biggest and baddest. Whereas here's Maria Courtney being like, I've been up against you and I won a couple times and now I feel like this is a big deal and whatever. I feel like I'm not making a good point about this, but (laughs) the point is that I feel like Courtney wants Kim to be somebody else. She also thinks that they are like in direct competition with each other. Whereas Kim is saying, no, no, no. Is it a competition if I've won so many times? Like I'm, quote-unquote competing with you because I have to but like this is this is really my game you know Courtney wants to approach life with like a lackadaisical training like Maria does and then be like well Serena is just like this person like she's just too ambitious and it's like well maybe you're just not ambitious enough you know maybe that's why you keep losing maybe that's why you keep getting upset But, like, I also don't want to say that, like, Courtney doesn't have any reason to be mad at Kim. I'm sure there are so many things over the four decades, five decades that they've been living on this earth together that she has every right to be pissed about. But, like Chloe said earlier, Courtney doesn't talk about the things that you really need to talk about. We already went over this, like, you need to worry about what is motivating you thing, Kim. We already talked about this. So, is that really the issue? Are you really that concerned about Kim's drive? Or are you that concerned that she doesn't treat you well? Because you think that her passions are like taking over and... Because I don't think that you're not really hammering that part of it into Kim. Whereas Kim's just like, yeah, I'm like really competitive. Like, you're not. We're just two different people. You guys are two different people who approach life in two very different ways. But 
Courtney's not expressing this correctly, and she just keeps saying these like platitudes where Kim's like, uh, yeah, I love you. This isn't an issue. I don't think Kim thinks of Courtney as her competition, but Courtney looks at Kim as her competition, is what I was trying to say. I honestly feel like Courtney wants people to like not be as ambitious as her so that she doesn't feel bad. But I don't think she realizes that. So I think like what might look like stealing a vibe or court stealing Courtney's La Dolce Vita lifestyle. Kim's like, I'm making money moves. Like, I don't give a shit about your wedding, respectfully. <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing with Dolce Gabbana is like an actual thing. Like, you're just trying to get a vibe off, sis. Like, you know, I just don't think that Kim is thinking about what y'all are doing on the same level, whereas I think Courtney very much is. And again, I don't think that Courtney has no reason to be mad at Kim. I just think you got to argue the right points. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere. And I can't side with you, girl. Chloe says in a confessional, I know for a fact that Kim loves Courtney. We all love each other. I just think we all get hurt sometimes, like in the sidelines or something, or if we're like blindsided by something else, but we're never going to be the family that's like, oh, I haven't talked to my sister in three years. That's not going to happen. You want to be distant? That's fine, but you're not getting away from us. So then Courtney tells Kim, I'm not here to analyze you. It's just like telling each other what we need to feel cared about. But like all you said was you need to think about what drives you. (laughs) Is that what you need? You need Kim to think about herself for you to feel better? Because I don't think that's the point you're trying to make. You see, Courtney? In your notes app, maybe we could have come up with a timeline or something else. I don't know. Anyway. um, So Kim says like, I appreciate this conversation, but like, let's move on. Let's talk about it and move on. <laughs> Courtney leaves to go do something with her man. And Chloe's like, you know, I just think you guys both need to accept that you're different people. And it's okay. And that you guys are both in your own lanes. Exactly what I was saying, Chloe. Just do your own thing. Do your own thing. Anyway, you guys, we'll be back later. We're we'll talking about it just like that. We're going to be talking about ooh, lots of stuff to talk about on Monday. Actually, now that I'm thinking about just rushing to my head. Lots of things. So stay tuned. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye. Have a good weekend.